Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-famous animal communicator Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. You can log on to thepetpsychic.com, the pet psychic.com for all things animal communication go to our facebook page which is facebook.com slash pet psychic radio find today's post and put your animal's photo and your question in the comment section so we can see it while we talk to you on the air call in at 917-889-2693 that's 917-889-2693 join us in the chat room it's open i'm your producer and co-host Aiku Sahara, welcome to the show. Hi, Laura. Mm-hmm. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, yeah? Yeah, it's going pretty good. How about good. you? I'm doing good. Stormy's sitting here staring at me. Let me I want to ask Stormy what he wants to say. Cause, mm-hmm. What do you want to say? He says, don't forget about me, about words and wisdom. No, honey, I wouldn't forget about you. Yeah, we would never forget. That's like everyone's favorite part of the show. Yeah, maybe because we did Grammy last time. Buddy, you're the cutest bug in the world. Yeah. He says he wants to talk a lot today. we got to remember that. Okay. Okay. Tommy, we're going to give you some time at the end of the show, okay? But I'm going to have to remember advice. that. Do you have any advice for the people and animals out there before they come on, on the air? What do you want to say to them? Think real clearly about what you want to say. He says, think about the call screeners really strong. And they'll be like, I like this one the best. (laughs) He's telling all the animals out there to to get a hold of Kendra and Deanna. That's really funny. That's great. All right. Well, Deanna's already got someone for us. So we got Michelle um, with Sophie the Cat on Facebook. Uh, Sophie is a calico that's 10 years old. Um, She's meowing and seems like she's trying to tell her something. So let's find out. Um, So Michelle is... Hi there. Is Sophie meowing at certain times, or is it kind of random? How is this happening? It seems kind of random. Um, yeah, normally I feel like I'm pretty good at understanding what she wants. Like she'll stand next to something and meow, and I know she wants me to, you know, put her up somewhere or help her reach the moth or something. But <laughs> just recently, um, yeah, she just meows and meows at me, and sometimes, like, just at random times in the day, I can't get a pattern to it. And I feel like I'm missing something, and I just want to know, you know, if she's happy or if she's upset or, you know, what's going on. Okay, let's ask Sophie. Why are you meowing? Sophie, honey, do you hear? Did you hear what your mom said? I meowed her to tell her lots of things. (laughs) Sometimes I'm saying, Mom, I'm feeling a little dizzy. Oh, no, why is she dizzy? It's usually after I've eaten. But then other times, I'm like, let's do something. <laughs> and sometimes I say to my mom, Mom, you got to get out of your head. You're in your <laughs> head too much. And sometimes I say, sit down with me and play. Just sit on the floor. Oh. Why does she feel bad when she's busy? Yeah, let me ask her. She says sometimes that you have sadness. And she's trying to oh. tell you to get out of the sadness. Have you been a little sad lately? Um, yeah, I think I've been 
sad a little bit just worrying about her health. Worrying um, about her health? Yes. Yeah, I mean, she's had to go to the vet a lot, and I've just been scared, um, like, if everything's okay. So I think I've been, like, really protective of her and, like, worried about her a lot. Mm. So she's trying to tell you to get out of your head and, like, sit on the floor with her and so, like, to be grounded. And so I wonder if there's something that you guys can do to, like, not get your head think worrying too much about her health and sort of just be in the moment with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, what we used to do a lot of the times when my animals are really sort of, like, sick, we uh, have affirmations. And we say things like, my body is well-balanced and healthy. And I can ask Sophie, like, what would be a good affirmation for you guys to say with one another? Yeah. Um, And then I'll ask her a little bit more about her dizziness. Okay. She says she's really dizzy in her head after she eats. And she's kind of stressing that, so I'm wondering, like, her sugar levels or something. I don't really know why or, like, why digestion is making her dizzy, but... Something to think about and just to make sure that her food doesn't have a lot of sugar in it because that would maybe make her dizzy. Um, she's on a, like a very special um, allergy food. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, ran it, I ran it by the dermatologist and she said she really liked it, but I don't know about the sugar. Yeah. Um One of the things my mom could say is Sophie is vibrant. <laughs> yes, that's so, true. And Sophie is happy and clean. Oh, that's so true. And together we're united and we feel like family. So that's your affirmation for her. Oh, Aww, that's so sweet. <laughs> Well, you have to do with affirmations and then call us back and let us know, like, how she is. And maybe I would, like, talk to a holistic veterinarian about, like, why an animal would be dizzy after they eat. Okay. Is there anything else she wants besides just more play and affirmation? Yeah, that's it for now because I'm going to try and get to as many callers as we can. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Thanks, Michelle. Michelle. Um, What was her last affirmation? Something about the family? That we're, we're united in family. We're united and we're a family, I think she said. Ah, uh, I see. Awesome. That's a good one. <laughs> I know, huh? Yep. That's cute. I feel like, you know, we have so many of those um, affirmations from our show. I should go back to the archives, collect them, and, like, write them all down. They all sound very good. I know. You know, it's so funny because I always make up these affirmations. I'm like, you could say this. And then I ask the animals, and the animal ones are so much better. Like, yeah. I, I like her how she says, I'm vibrant, right? Doesn't that sound yeah. so good? Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, next caller is Robin with Charlie, a big-headed border collie, white and black, 105 pounds, passed away a week and a half ago. And she received his ashes, uh, yes, ashes today. Um, I think the picture might be on Facebook. And... Uh, Let's see what Robin would like to talk to Charlie about. Thank you so much, Hi, Robin. Laura, for yeah. answering my call. Hi. Uh, the question I had, sweetie, like I said to them in the beginning, I don't have any question. I just wanted to know if he loved me, if I took care of him the way I was supposed to. Oh. I really miss him. I really miss oh, him a lot. That's so sweet. I have a beautiful picture of him. He looks so gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, let's thank get Charlie you. and see what he has to say to you. He says, Mommy loves you a lot and that your love is like a big beach ball of love. <laughs> thank you. It's so interesting that he's showing me like a beach ball that's sort of like bouncing on like a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, he, he was addicted to any kind of ball you gave him. Oh, he had like really? obsession. Yeah, he had obsessions with playing ball. <laughs> oh, so that ball. guy is showing like a really big, like, like, like you know how beach balls are light, you know? So yeah. he's showing like your love is like a really 
big ball and it's light. Oh, God. Thank and God. And you were really perfect with me. Oh. He says he wants to tell you that heaven is really neat and that there's a man that goes for walks with him who's there. Oh, wow. And the man has a great smile and he likes to barbecue. Oh he's a really good friend. Do you know who that man is? Is it could it be your I'm pretty dad? sure I do, yeah. An uncle of mine. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And Mom, so I gotta tell you something it. else. You never have to worry about me me being far. I'm oh really my god, that's that's what I say I feel all the time. What do you say to him? I always say to him that um, please don't be far away from mommy and that mommy's always here for you and someday I'll be there with you. Oh, so that's why he yeah. says I'll never be far. Oh, how sweet is that? Oh. I love that. Thank you so much, Laura. Oh, you're welcome, Robin. You guys be well and trust it when you feel oh. him around you. Because he's coming around. I That's wonderful. Honey, thank you so much for everything. I really appreciate everything. Everything. You're welcome. Thanks, Robin. Oh, so sweet. I love that he's like a big beach ball of love. Yeah, I know. You're right. The animals have a lot of, like, they're just so poetic. They are, aren't they? Yeah, we really got to, like, write these little nuggets of information down. I Pretty know. Awesome. All right, let's go to Christy with Tide the Weimaraner. Um, I've seen this I've seen this dog on Facebook. I know. Oh, there he is. Tide before. Ah, that's why he looks so familiar. He's 14 years old, um, has vestibular rhinitis. Vestibular rhinitis, okay, I could say it, which is an inner ear problem that takes him off balance. So let's see how he is doing. Let me find, I'm finding you. Hi, Christy. You are on with Tide and us. Um, hello. Is, hello. So um, tell us a little bit about Tide's condition. So it's just to clarify, it's vestibular neuritis. And it's, oh, neuritis. Um, Neuritis, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I guess it's not very common. People get it as well, but he, he, his brother was sick last Tuesday. Tide started getting sick on Saturday, um, vomiting, diarrhea, and then on Tuesday I was home with him and he just couldn't walk. He was walking very, he looked very, it's ataxia, which is the medical term, but it basically it looks like he was drunk, like he really couldn't walk, and I thought he was having a stroke, and um you know, I was started coaching him on, like, transitioning and how much I love him and so on. He, he's probably, meanwhile, thinking, like, I'm just busy, Mom. And so um, I take him to the emergency vet, and basically they, they diagnosed him with that vestibular neuritis. So when he walks, he's very wobbly and um, discoordinated. And, um, yeah, it's just checking in. And they, the vets say that he will get better just in time. And I just, you know, I, I relayed that to him just so he knows as well that it will get better and, and see how I can help them, and so on. Did they give you any meds? So they gave him, um, because he still does have the diarrhea from the initial bug, a medicine and uh, for that. Um, I forget the name of it. And then um, Meclizine, I think, for nausea. And so oh. viable. See, I have these two really good doggy friends who get vestibular um, neuritis so often. And they, our vet gave us, like, these motion sickness pills. It's like, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's like these little pink pills. And it's, like, gone within, like, 24 hours. They, they oh. get better. Okay. So you might want to ask like, your vet about that. I mean, it might be, like, a different – they might think it's, it's a different form of this vestibular, but – it would be, I'd be curious just to ask about it because it's almost like 
sometimes it goes away within hours after giving them that motion pill. It's like a motion sickness pill. Like a Dramamine or something? No, it's, it is a pharmaceutical, so I do get it from okay. the vet. Okay. Um, but it's like with their eyes, their eyes are kind of going back and forth too. Are his eyes twitching? No, his eyes are kind of um, like runny, like mm. like like runny. But but yeah, they're not. They asked me that as well. I was with him when it really when it first started, and uh, I literally thought he was having a stroke because he was just falling over. And yeah. Um, but yeah, his eyes didn't his eyes didn't get that funky nystagmus bouncy back yeah. and forth. Okay, let me ask. Let me ask him how he's feeling, sweet little And you've talked to him. You've talked to him before. I know he's an old yeah, friend. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Hi, honey. How you feeling? I'm so sorry. You haven't been doing well. I'm so. But I'm gonna get better. I'm already feeling a little better. He says he feels like he can't swallow that well. It's really kind of hard. He says not only does he feel wobbly, but he feels pain in his shoulder blades. They say it's going to get better. I hope it gets better really fast. He says he needs stroking, not petting. Meaning, like, if you're going to stroke him, stroke him from... From, like, his head down his back, don't do, like, a lot of, like, mini strokes. That irritates okay. them. Oh, okay. Mm, it looks like he wants, like, a, like, it almost looks like cold-cut turkey. Do you ever feed him something like that, cold-cut? Or, like, slim sliced meat? Okay. Maybe, like, peeled apart bits of chicken or something? Yeah, Maybe. I'm not a meat eater, so sometimes it's hard for me to like, see. But it looks yeah. like it looks like deli meat to me. Okay. So, but interesting about that is there is something about his throat. So, like uh, swallowing is like swallowing food. Like he wants to like the deli meat because it's slippery and it's soft on the sides. So there is something about how he's eating. I wonder if, like, he's swollen in his throat. He has been licking his tongue in a really odd way. Like, like he's not a kisser. He doesn't kiss and lick. But he's been licking just the air in a really odd way. And they thought maybe that was him showing signs of nausea. So maybe that's him trying to help swallow. And that just Yeah, let me ask him. Why are you licking, Ty? Are you having acid reflux? Do you feel like a hot liquid in your mouth? How, or do you feel nauseous? My tongue feels weird. It feels swollen and numb. Uh, I mean, I almost would get him adjusted, too. Sometimes adjustments can help the vestibular. Depends on what, what starts it, what causes it. It sounds like a virus or something caused it with him, huh? Because his friend was sick? Yeah, his brother was sick, too. I think it was a virus. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting. I'll, I'll keep watching his licking and see how long that continues. And, it just started. Yeah, and stroking down his legs. Like, he wants, like, a lot of, like, connected strokes. Like, you should do the telling some touch on him. Okay. Cool. And also and it's, tell my mom low lighting. So, like, bright uh, lights are bothering his eyes. Oh, yeah, his eyes are running. Okay. Oh, so, Ty, honey, we're going to be thinking really good things for you, okay? We're going to think of you as happy and healthy and playing around again. All right? And walking well. Does he have so an affirmation? Oh, I say his birthday is in, like, two, less than two weeks. Does he have any birthday wishes? Yeah, just that I'm better. Okay. <laughs> I've been giving him an affirmation that I am strong, I am healthy, and I'm loved. Does he want well, a Does he want a better affirmation? Good. He said that he wants mushy cake for his birthday. Mushy <laughs> cake. <laughs> okay. My affirmation is I'm wise in my body. Ah. Oh. 
so All cute. Right. Perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm wise in my body. I think what he's saying is that his body will heal itself. You know, like my body is wise enough to, to fix this. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I like that, though. I like that saying. I'm wise in my body. Me too. Maybe I'll start yeah. saying that. I'm vibrant and wise in my body. I know. I'm in on Facebook. I'm posting their their um, affirmations under their pictures. Oh, you are? How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, I just thought that would be cool to remember. Um, okay, so our next caller, let's see, is Monica, who is on Facebook with the raccoon. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Um, she was on vacation, and he was a little baby and would sit on her lap. How is the raccoon? Oh, my thing? God, he would sit on her lap? I know. That's so... That's so... Would be happy about that. <laughs> Monica, tell us about oh. this raccoon. Did you name name the raccoon? Well, yeah, Any we challenge? named him Rocky the raccoon. And um, we went on vacation. The first night, we opened, we looked outside, and he was like, because there was like a, there was like four, three decks, because it was like overlooking, it's like on a mountain. So basically, he would climb up and down at night, every night, and he was just looking in the windows, and everyone's like, oh, don't feed him, don't feed him, you know, but. Of course, I fed him, and I didn't know if it was the right thing to do, but he was a baby, and I, I don't know if he got abandoned by, by his mom, because it's a rental cabin, like for vacation rentals, uh-huh. and I don't know if he's just living in the cabin, relying on people to feed him, you know? Oh, my God, and, is there like a wildlife rescue? You should call a wildlife rescue around that area and tell them about him. I know. I was scared, though, that they would hurt him, or, you know, I, I just didn't know what to do. I'm sure he's still yeah. at that cabin. I didn't know if they would like take, shoot him or something, you oh, know. Like I, yeah, I would call wildlife rescue and don't tell them where you're from or where you are, and just explain to them the situation and see what they say. Because maybe they can help rehab him back into the wild, or like maybe he is stranded. Because what happens if there is somebody that is like totally freaked out about rabies who comes to the cabin? Right. It's rental. Like he's lucky he has you, but what if you know? Right. It's one thing is like like. More of my parents rent a cottage. Sometimes these bunnies come and you feed the bunnies. And, like, everybody writes in this book about, like, their experiences with the bunnies. So it's, like, part of the rental. Oh, but, like, okay. if nobody's, like, saying, like, hey, there's a raccoon that comes by, I'd be worried about who's coming next. And, like, I that know. they might really freak out that he's got something. So I would see right. if you could find a wildlife rescue. And down here I know tons of people who work for wildlife rescue and they would never do anything to harm him. They just want to help him and get him to the best place. Right. And that's what I I just didn't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. So I would see if you could find like a wildlife rescue network and, but let's talk to Rocky the raccoon and see what he has to say. Okay. Rocky. You're so super cute. I can't even believe it. What's going on with you? I have lots of friends. <laughs> he said sometimes his friends give him corn. I love everything that they give me. She says she Rocky says he has another raccoon friend who's not well. Oh, no. I did see him. He got really sick and is dying. Did you see him? You saw the other guy? I saw him the last night. The last night there was another one that showed up. Did he look sick? Um, I was, no. No. He was was kind of mean, though, because he was growling. So I don't know if he was growling because he was sick. Oh, or maybe he was growling because Rocky was being a little too friendly. Rocky, yeah. I mean, I want to tell you something that it's really sort of nice that your friend was Monica, but it's dangerous for you to be friends with humans because some humans might think that you're sick. So I don't know if you should be that friendly, honey. I think maybe you should try and keep your distance. It's not safe for you. They're going to trap me and put me in a cage. Someone might do that to you one day, honey. 
You just kind of want to, can you eat your own food? Can you find food? But Yeah, I find lots of food. I'm not sick. I just have a friendly heart. I almost think that the other friend he's talking about is someone else, because I almost see another one that's, like, really sick, like, can't move sick. Oh. He says he wants to say something about his new friend. She has such beautiful hair. He says you have such beautiful hair that he wants to touch it. Do you have long hair or short hair? Long hair. (laughs) Did you let him touch your hair? Has he touched your hair? No, but he would come really close and, like, sort of climb on us for food, you know, and just, you know, he was trying to, like, he was just hanging out with us. He wanted to be with us. <laughs> oh, so cute. Yeah, he was really sweet. for him, you know, and right. it's one thing if you live there full time, but I just don't think that's safe for him to be like, you should write something before you go and leave it in the cabin, like I was saying, that he's friendly, he hasn't harmed you, and I don't know, right. just so that people... I know, it was so hard, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> he says, don't spray me with a water gun. <laughs> That's what people have done to me in the past. Is it a hose? Is there a hose near the deck? No, but there's like a hot tub. <laughs> oh, do you think they just splashed water on him? Yeah, because he, he likes to lay by it, I think. Oh. Oh, he's so cute. He's very sweet, yeah. He's very sweet. Um... Rocky, honey, you really have to be... He says maybe he should learn some tricks with people. (laughs) Maybe that would be... Hey, Rocky, did you ever live with people before? Like, were you born with people? How did you become such good friends with people? I've known lots of people. They'll cuddle me behind my head. I got good friends. (laughs) kind of almost sounds like somebody released him there, doesn't it? Because about how he's talking about how will somebody trap him and, like, how does he know about a trap and that, I don't know, I would call the local wildlife rescue. Maybe somebody even knows about him. Right. Yeah, he was just too friendly. It was bizarre. (laughs) You know, we wanted to take him home with us because we were were afraid something, like he wouldn't survive without people feeding him. (laughs) Yeah, but I wouldn't you take the responsibility because, you know, he's still a wild animal. Yeah, right, right. Um, I don't know how to take care of him. Yeah, well, will you call us back and let us know what happens sure. with him? Like to, I will. Like to follow I'll, his story. Yeah, I will. I will um, definitely let you know, and I appreciate it. And take it. some video. Take video of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do have some video. Maybe I'll put it on the a page of him like coming yeah, out of the house. Thanks, Monica. Thank thanks, you very Monica. much. And thanks, Rocky, who has a friendly heart. He can't help it. He's just got a friendly heart. I know, but I'm worried about him that he's going to get the I wrong know. person. He's going to think raccoons have rabies, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. It's good to be, you know, cautious. Yeah, or when he reads you know, where he has a lot of testosterone and maybe he's going to, you know, I mean, he could get himself into trouble. Yeah. Um, That's very true. Very true. What are you thinking, I? Do you think she should take him home and live with him in her house? No, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, do people live with raccoons? Yeah, people do all sorts of weird things. They live with the... I know. This seems so crazy. Like, you know, one time uh, when I lived in Santa Barbara, there was a whole family of raccoons that used to come to our um, glass like patio with a window, and I thought, oh, they're so cute, and I didn't know any better, and I like threw a piece of bread out there, and then uh, the next thing you know, they're like banging on my door. Oh, they were. 
<laughs> yeah. So scary. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? It was scary. <laughs> yeah, because they're trying to break into the house. <laughs> That's so funny. Cool. I love it. They're so cute. <laughs> they're really cute. They're, but they really will go after your food. That's for sure. All right, let's go to Ronnie, um, who call who's calling about Scooby, and um, now he has Shaggy the puppy. Do you think, okay, so Scooby's uh, passed away, and Shaggy's a puppy, and he's wondering if they are reincarnated. If uh, Shaggy is the reincarnate of Scooby, did I get that oh. right, Ronnie? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I called in on on May fifteenth and and talked right. to you about Scooby. Ah, uh, okay. R- remind us again. Um, tell us a little bit about what did Scooby look like and um, how did he pass? And what did yeah, he, and I have what a did he say? of Scooby as well. Um, and he, he died on May 9th, right before Mother's Day. Uh, sudden death. Um, don't know what happened to him. Uh, Laura, you had described that there was an older gentleman that came and got him from me because there was going to be twisting, a twisting of something inside his body. Aww. And so he was going to die a very painful death if he would have lived. And, and you described, you know, um, a, like, a, like a place that had lots of books and it looked like a beautiful library and he showed him around all the land and it reminded me so much of my grandpa. Um, because my grandpa researched our heritage in Ireland for a month and was very big on reading books and going to the library and doing research. And, um, and so Scooby didn't really know exactly why he, why he was taken or why he passed. Um, but I wanted to check back in with you guys and show you Shaggy and, and see if he's Scooby's reincarnation because he does a lot of things that Scooby does um, and then I also wanted to ask you another question about his potty training because it seems to be quite the challenge for me with him. It is, and so what's happening with his potty training? Where's... It just seems like he's not catching on as quickly. Um, Scooby, I didn't have really any problems. I mean, he caught on in like four weeks and we were done. And, you know, Shaggy's been with us now for almost eight weeks and, and it, just, it, it just keeps continuing and it doesn't seem like he's really getting it. And how old is Shaggy? Uh, he's about 14 weeks now. 14 weeks. Oh, you got a little while. I know. Like, it's normal. I mean, sometimes they're not 100% trained until like eight months. Yeah. But like you want to see them by like five months sort of like really getting it. But you're not there yet. Okay. So, um, but... But you're doing the whole thing where you're, like, keeping him confined and you're, or you have him on a leash. Like, he can never have an accident when you're not watching. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's confined to the downstairs area. And then we have Hoshi, who's our other dog, who is hopefully teaching him the ways. Um, mm. But I, so I keep him out. The main thing is with house training, and this, this I, like, I cannot stress this enough, is that when we're when your dogs don't naturally won't naturally go to the bathroom in their own space, so you have to keep a dog where you're teaching them, you know, the house training in a confined space to teach them to be either asked to let out or they're holding it and then they're whining to get let out, and then you take them out. If you let them just be in their own space and let them pee, it's going to take a longer time to um, teach them that it's not okay. So each time he goes and you don't catch him going, you've just taught him it's okay to go in the house. So you want him in an X pen, which is like, a, like an exercise pen, like a play pen, uh, on a leash or watched 100% by you. So every time he goes to squat, you tell him no, and then you bring him outside to go to the bathroom. Right. And every, every time um, he's going to have to go to the bathroom in the middle of a big play session, every time he wakes up from a nap and like a half an hour after he eats. So you have to take yep. him out at those times and then bring him back in. So he understands that he needs to go outside just to pee and then come back in. And it's, you, it's really pretty strict that you have to go through that. Like some of them are just like they get it really fast and you're just mm-hmm. like, wow, this 
so easy, but it's not unusual to have to be really strict by it. So, and the little dogs, unfortunately, because their pee and poop are so little, people let it slide way more than you would if he was a big dog. But you have to oh, yeah. let yourself be really strict now. But I'll explain that to him, too, that he has to go outside. But if you're not doing those things, I'd get on it. And never, ever, ever put a pee pad in an X-pen or a playpen or in a crate. Because then you're teaching a dog to go to the bathroom in their own space. Yeah, and that's kind of how he was originally trained was to go on pee pads or newspapers because she couldn't take him outside because of all of the vultures and and coyotes and stuff out where the breeder lived. And so he was kind of already starting to get trained that way. And then when he got here, all the pee pads and everything, there's no pee pads. I don't allow pee pads. Hmm. I think it kind of threw him off a little bit. Yeah, I might have threw him off, and then he might have been like, okay, so what resembles newspapers or what resembles a pee pad? So yeah, you, it's, it's all the rub. Like, you could, like, put them closer to the door. Like, Luca, my poodle, I mean, he was older. He was six months old when he came to me, and he was trained on towels. And, like, at first, I would have to put towels by the door. So when he went to the bathroom, he ran to the towel by the door, and then eventually we just, I think I actually, for like a week, put the towel on the lawn because he had never even, like, known that he could go out on grass. But now, you know, he just never pees on a towel. Um, But so maybe put, but I would do newspaper, put newspaper by the door to outside. If you're going to leave him, he's still so young. If you're doing those yeah. other things anyway, he's going to ask you to go out. Right. You know, not like at six months where you can leave them in the house alone and they're pretty much solidly trained. He probably wasn't even solidly trained on the pee pad. But let me no. tell him and um, think about those things. But let me tell him. Okay. Hold on. Shaggy, you're so cute. I can't stand it. What about little, like Snoopy was your old dog's name, your previous dog? Um, right? Yeah, Scooby. Scooby. Oh, Scooby. Sorry, Scooby. So, do you think that you're Scooby reincarnated? Where did you come from? Do you want to tell us anything about where you came from? Do you mean where did I come from, from the walls? What do you mean, the walls? He says, I've been talking about, like, a crate, and he has been in one of those before. But I really like to be free. Though sometimes I like to go under things. Do you understand that you need to go pee and poop only outside? And so mom really wants you to get that, that whenever you need to go pee-pee or poo-poo, you go only outside. Very, very important. Sometimes I pee and I think, ooh, this feels good. Sometimes it's hard not to go right away. Because your bladder just is filled. And then you're like, whoa, this feels good. (laughs) So meaning that he still is like, the connection between, oh, my God, I need to go to the bathroom, I need to go outside, by the time he thinks that, he's already peeing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's asking me, so what do I need to do? Honey, what you need to do is start to, like, start to feel your bladder before it gets that full, and then go outside before it's all the way full. Okay? I think I understand And don't pee where anyone can step on it. That's right. Good, Jackie. <laughs> it's because I step in it every time. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> yes, I step in it every time. That's funny. <laughs> That's right, Shaggy. So outside only. And so, Shaggy, do you remember being Scooby? Do you remember being... I know Scooby was an older dog. And I know Scooby was really smart and clever. And 
And I know Scooby was like, you do it this way or you're not a clever dog. Was Scooby really smart? Yes, very. So what it sounds like to me right now with Shaggy is that he's very much still in his puppy body. And, like, he knows a lot about Scooby, but I don't know if he knows a lot about Scooby because he was Scooby or because he has heard you talk about Scooby. So, but sometimes with the reincarnation animals, they start to have more memories of who they were as time goes on. Because, like, Luca is my wolf dog, Maya, and he was, like, two years old before he started to, like, really remember being Maya. And even now, he doesn't remember, like, Maya's full life. He just remembers bits and pieces of it. But he has a lot of behaviors like Maya. Okay. So every dog is different. I mean, some of them, like, remember everything. But, like, if Scooby was really smart, it's like sometimes they just need to work on different part aspects of their personality or different aspects of themselves. And so they just need to be in that puppy essence. And then once they grow through that, they they can say more. So I would say call back in a couple of months and see if we can get anything else from him. Okay. Okay. So when you know if, if Scooby's happy, if he understands where he's at? Did he know? Well, we knew Scooby was happy and understood where he was at before, right? So we got that before. Well, we didn't because he said that he wasn't sure why he passed away and and he was scared of where he was still. Oh, but he was still happy. That was like, that was, if that did not come across, that was my problem in the translation to you. Because whenever they're on the other side and they're with loved ones, they've crossed over and they're happy. Like heaven is full of love. So I apologize that is my translation that that did not get across to you. So, um, yeah, he was definitely happy, especially if he was with your dad or your grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very rare they don't cross over and they're not happy. And, like, sometimes, like, with my wolf dog, she wanted to come back. But she was, like, she was still loving heaven. She just wanted to come back, too. But she was still happy on the other side. So the, the only other thing that I wanted to tell you about Shaggy was that I talked to you on May 15th, and Shaggy was born in the middle of the night on May 16th. No way, how cool is that? Yeah, I oh called God. her on May 16th, and she said, I could have swore that she was going to have him yesterday, but she didn't, so she's going to have him any time now. And he was born with another male and a female puppy, and the female puppy was born stillbirth, and the other male um, was rejected by his mother and passed away. He was the only one that was left from that litter. Wow. So you know what? Sometimes they have to die. Like sometimes, like, you know how he was saying? So it's very a possibility. I think you should call back in a couple of months to see, like, if we can get Scooby in him. But one of the things that is pretty amazing is that sometimes – they have to go because, like he was saying, he had a choice. Like he was going to be in a lot of pain if he didn't go. But the universe still thinks that they should live out their life with you. So there sometimes is a quick turnaround. They go to the other side and then all of a sudden they're back. Or, you know, I mean, or they sometimes they don't know they're coming back. It's like, like for instance, with Maya, and I know I keep bringing up Luca and Maya, but like, like Maya told me, you're going to have me in June you're going to pick me up in June and I'm going to come back to you in June. And it was like May or something, but Luca was already six months old. So Maya didn't know that a part of her had been reincarnated already and was already living. I thought I was going to pick up a little puppy in June. So, but everything matched. She, She told me what her name would be and, you know, where she would be, where I'd find her and everything matched up. So consciousness is really complex, and reincarnation is really complex, and it's just like a miracle that it even happens. You just kind of have to put all the, like, I would write down everything that you know, and then you'll see as time goes on, like, all the dots get connected. It's pretty Mm -hmm. amazing. But I'd write down, like, all your feelings and all the things that happen and all the things they say to me, and then as time goes on, it creates its own story. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Thank you, Laura. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Congratulations. It sounds like Shaggy's fun, and Shaggy's going to be – Shaggy's acting like Scooby. That's pretty neat in itself. Yeah. Thanks, Ronnie. Uh, our next caller we have is Stephanie with Cameo. A Mala- uh, is it Moroccan cockatoo? Um, white with coral under the neck. She's pulling feathers out. All tests came back fine. Hormones is a little bit high. So let me find Stephanie with... Okay, here we are. Okay, hi, Stephanie. Um, Tell us uh, a little bit about Cameo. Hi. Um, Well, she's a very sweet bird, and um, I just... We're concerned, and we're trying to figure out why she keeps ripping her feathers out. She's been doing this... I was thinking worse, but she started around the end of May. Right around the end of May. And she's ripping feathers out. And did they give her, like, a, a hormone injection or a calcium shot or anything? No, she wasn't given anything. They just they just took blood work from her. But what did, these, what did I say about her? Did they say that she has, like, some hormonal issues that they think maybe? They just said that one of the hormones... It was a little high, but it would be nothing that would explain the defeathering. Okay. And where is she pulling them out exactly? It's um, her chest area. Um, pretty much just if you were to, like, look down, just that whole, like, the front ch- chest area. Um, yeah, and is she on a high-quality food or is she on seed? Uh, feed. Yeah, with occasional, on- with occasional fresh food. Is, but she's on seed, did you say? Yes. Yeah, take her off the seed. I think that's one of the, one of the major uh, feather plucking. Look into Harrison's. I'm going to talk to her, but I have been told that because Seymora, um, Seymora got her feathers plucked out by somebody else. But I knew another bird. I forget who that was that was plucking out their feathers, and they changed from the seed. And um, it made it stop. But let me talk to her. But she might not necessarily know that. But look into the seed or the food Harrison's. Have you heard of that food? No. What's it called? Harrison's? It's called Harrison's. And um, put her on the, uh, see, Maura's on, it's a blue bag. And it's it's like just like the basic one. You want to make sure that the number one ingredient is in sunflower. Because sunflower has a lot of sugar in it, and sometimes okay. that makes them have, like, have behavioral issues and get, like, anxiety like that. Like, Seymour will scream more if there's a lot of sunflower. And some of Harrison's have sunflower as the first ingredient. But okay. she's in a blue bag, and it's, like, just like the original. I forget what it's called. Okay. Not the high potency. Okay. Okay. Let me um, – okay, let me – let me – if you send me an email, I'll, tell, I'll take a picture of the bag and email it to you. So you can email me at petpsychicradio at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. Um, let's get her and see why, why she's plucking out the feathers. I'm glad you're talking to me, she says. She says sometimes she has a ringing in her ear. And sometimes she has a pain in her leg and foot, and I don't know why that is. It looks like the left side. She says it bothers her so much to have that pain. She says she feels like she's missing something, like she's missing, like, enough sun. It's almost like maybe, like, vitamin D or something. Okay. Do you feed, do you feed her bananas? Uh, no. Um, I would think about that because Seymour, I remember when Seymour has had some times where she's been, like, I don't want to say sickly, but she hasn't been, she just could have been in better health. And she would mm-hmm. devour bananas. And I guess, like, there's a lot of vitamins in bananas. Okay. So see if she'll eat any bananas. I don't know why she has a ringing in her ear, though. I don't know why. Could it be the other birds that are driving her crazy? 
Oh, are they making a lot of noise? Uh, one of them does, and it's, it's yeah. So um, my boyfriend recently moved her to another room um, further yeah. along. And maybe that bird is can't do all the seed. If that bird's on seed or sunflower seeds too, because like I was saying, see Mora screams a lot when she's on sunflower seeds. Or if she'll okay. eat like sometimes if she'll eat like a peanut that I get, and I think they've like added like a lot of salt to the peanuts or something. Like she'll scream like crazy on peanuts. She'll scream like crazy on macadamia nuts. Mm-hmm. Like watch the watch the things that you feed them and see if that screaming gets worse. So you're saying stay away from sunflower seeds, is that it? Yeah, I mean, sunflowers is in a lot of things, but, yeah, it's got a lot of sugar in it, supposedly. And and um, I just noticed with Seymour, it really makes that screaming worse. I mean, those those big parrots, I mean, they, you know what it's like when they're screaming. It's like, yeah. just want to Well, she, she doesn't talk much at all. In fact, she's actually been talking last. It's the other, the other bird that won't be quiet that is Yeah, of... but that's what I'm wondering about. <laughs> you fix the other bird, maybe she'll be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, she says the other bird is also obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, there's like a feeling that she has that feels like, like her body feels a little numb and her body feels like, like she's got that ringing and she has a little bit of a feeling of being dehydrated. I don't know if she's mm-hmm. actually dehydrated, but she does have, like, that feeling of being, like, like, um, like sort of, like, like drawn into herself. Kind of like that feeling like you've worked out and you're really thirsty. Yeah, yeah. But, and, but you're also, like, kind of, like, like, maybe you hiked a mountain and you're really thirsty and you feel, like, hot. Kind of that mm-hmm. feeling. She doesn't seem that well to me, but I'm wondering if you have her on seed, it might just be her diet. Okay. So, like, I would, and this is all I can tell you. I'm not a parrot expert by any means, but I can just tell you what has really helped Seymour. And what has helped Seymour is getting on her on that regular Harrison's bananas and eggs. Okay. And when she's at her worst, those sort of seem to bring her around. And, like, we also did, like, hormonal injections. And um, and then there's also those flower essence, those Black Wing Farms flower essence. You could try that, too, but I think you should try the diet first. Okay. You call it back and let us know how she does. Yeah, certainly. And she's saying she needs more sun. More sun, okay. Yeah, does she get enough sun, do you think? Um, she's in a room that um, does get some sun during the day. Her cage is, is by the window. So she, she does, yes, she does get some sunlight there. You know what I'm going to ask her real quick is, like, one of the things also that you have to think, she's not mentioning this, though, too, but, like, a lot of parrots that are right by the window, they don't, like, the reflection that they can see themselves back or like they can see something back mm-hmm. and that will give them anxiety. The reflection oh, okay. in the window, so you make sure that's not there too, but she's not mentioning that. It's more a feeling in her body. Yeah. Okay. She says she likes looking out the window. <laughs> she says she likes the window. Well, let us know, but I'll bet you anything that's going to change. Email me and I'll send you a picture of that back. Okay, so, great. Uh, PetpsychicRadio at gmail dot com. All right. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Uh, let's go to Storm King's words of wisdom. Okay. Because I need to leave him some extra time. I wanted to go to a, a Facebook post, but unfortunately, the time is running out, and yeah, you know we got to get to um, Stormy. So. Stormy wants to tell everybody how he's been feeling. You do, buddy? How have you been feeling? He says he's been getting really sore in his body. And I'm having a really hard time walking. Mm-hmm. He says, I can't even sit up well. 
or lie up. I always have to be on my side. That's so cute. I'm going to cry. He says he's getting kind of nervous about it. Oh. You're telling all your fans? I just don't want them to think that everything's fine. He says, I want you all to know that I love you. Oh. Stormy, you made me cry. I know, me too. (laughs) And then he's trying really hard to heal his body. Yeah. But it's just really difficult. Because it really helps to have everyone thinking about him. So I just want to say thanks for thinking about me. Aw, Stormy. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm glad that he does mention that he doesn't want everyone to think, you know, that he's fine. Um, I think it's important to, um, you know, share when we're not feeling well, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cute. He's my little buddy saying that to everybody. Thank you, Stormy. Do you have any other words of wisdom? I mean... We're definitely going to be thinking about you, and I know a lot of people think about you all the time. He says, I want everyone to think about picturing rainbows going inside of me and their loved ones that they're worried about. And he says he wants you to know that when when animals get like this, they live in two worlds. You live in heaven and you live on earth. And it doesn't help us if you go crazy and your mind worried about us. And it just helps us if you just accept it and love us for what's going on. Aww. That is a true words of wisdom right there. Good boy, buddy. I wish you could see him. He's just looking at me. Lying on the bed. You're a good boy, honey. You're the best puppy ever. Yeah, Stormy. For uh, those of you who may be listening for the first time, Storm King is Laura's Australian shepherd who is wise, very wise. Very wise, and he's 15. He's 15 years old now. And um, who was Stormy before? Does he remember his past life, any of them? Well, you know Stormy, like we have this thing about Stormy that, you know, one time Stormy had this dream that he he woke me up in the middle of the night, and this when he was younger. He woke me up Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, and he says, Mom, I had this dream that I was a man, and I harpooned a whale. Oh, I remember that. I didn't that. know that there were beings that big, right? <laughs> yeah. So then, so then when my ex-boyfriend had this, has a 67 VW truck, right? Mm-hmm. And the first time Stormy rode in that truck, and the truck in the back, right, it's like mm-hmm. the cab. He can be in the way back, but like be in the inside of the truck. Um, but he can't see out any of the windows. He was like the happiest he's ever been in that truck. And he, he loves that truck so much. And he loves, like, um, and so he always had, like, this thing for Alaska. So we have this mm-hmm. whole story about Stormy that he was a man and that mm-hmm. he lived in Alaska and he had a 67 VW truck. And I <laughs> tell myself that it was VW truck that my ex-boyfriend had. Oh, like, that's and, awesome. And that he harpooned a whale and that he felt so guilty about it that he was like, I want to come back to life with some girl who can hear me and understand me and be a dog. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, thank you, Stormy. Well, tune into the Pet Psychic Radio Show next week to talk to the animals. Until then, you can go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication as well as private consultations with Laura. Also, like us on facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. And if you're not following us on Twitter already... Please do so at The Pet Psychic. See you all next week. Bye.
Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals.